Stanford University. Thank you. No pressure there, dynamic speakers, so yeah, here we go. Uh, once again, thanks for, thanks for having us and thanks for putting this day together. Uh, as uh, Dr. Ketter mentioned, uh, I think it was probably about five years ago when I was sitting uh, right where you're at and I was trying to manage my, my um, diagnosis of bipolar disorder and really just trying to learn a lot. I was really confused on a lot of the terminology and uh, as they talked about the DSM, uh, five, you know, what do those words mean, like delusion or um, psychosis or uh, um, uh, suicidal grandiosity. Um, I did not have a clue what any of that meant. Um, but through coming to seminars like this, the Education Day, and also getting affiliated with uh, different organizations, uh, I was able to learn about that. Um, and that's, uh, for me, it's kind of a celebration every year of, of uh, that time and learning more about uh, mental illness, uh, specifically with me, bipolar disorder. So I got involved with a group um, called NAMI. What is NAMI? NAMI is the National Alliance on Mental Illness, the nation's largest grassroots mental health organization dedicated to improving the lives of individuals and families affected by mental illness. NAMI has over 1,200 affiliates in communities across the country who engage in advocacy, research, support, and education. Members of NAMI are families, friends, and people living with mental illness such as major depression, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, panic disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, and borderline personality disorder. Um, I'm very fortunate to be able to go around the nation and um, be a part of NAMI. I'm an interim voice uh, presenter and trainer, so uh, I get to meet people from around the nation and, and uh, help them uh, tell their stories, give them the ability and the skills to tell their stories. And it's funny when I'm down in San Diego, they say that uh, NAMI was founded and started in San Diego. And when I'm in Tennessee, they say NAMI was founded and started in Tennessee. But we all know the truth, NAMI was started here in San Mateo County in this area, right? All right. And they have a lot of different programs. All their programs are free to the public um, that uh, are sponsored by um, grants and also um, I know locally we have the NAMI walk every year, once a year, um, and I believe eight, eight or nine uh, NAMI affiliates in the area get together and put together a walk uh, at Golden Gate Park, so it's one of the major fundraisers. Um, and each affiliate's kind of independently run, run um, so they have different programs. Not everybody has the same programs, but uh, they are, are available through uh, the national organization. Family to Family is a 12-week program. It's a course for families, partners, and friends of individuals with a serious mental illness. The course focuses on the emotional response families have to trauma of mental illness. Many family members describe their experience in the program as life-changing. As I mentioned before, the terminology and being thrown into this world of, of mental health and uh, either a loved one or a friend or a spouse or a child um, dealing with mental illness, um, it very benefits families to get a part of this, get involved in this program, because they can sit and learn with other family members that are new to this experience 
and they're trained by uh, two family members that have gone through this experience. So um, it takes a little bit of that fear and that understanding um, and helps you understand better of maybe what you're dealing with or what you can do, what you may uh, be facing in the future. Um, and I've heard firsthand from family members that said it made a big difference. Even if a loved one was diagnosed, you know, months previously, maybe years previously, it really just kind of opens up the education uh, aspect of it and they're able to learn uh, what it's like uh, dealing with mental illness. Also, they rolls kind of into a family support group program, so they meet monthly. Uh, meetings of caregivers of individuals with a mental illness where family members can talk frankly about their challenges and help one another through their learned wisdom. These meetings are facilitated by trained NAMI members and affiliates across the country and participants are encouraged to share actively in the workshop. So you really get to just bounce it off other, uh, other families and um, it's, a, it's an excellent program. Uh, NAMI Basics. NAMI Basics is a six-week program. I always wonder about that. Am I going to tap this thing or so? If I start tapping it, then just kind of let me know or something like that. But I get a little fidgety. Um, I think Sherry Johnson was talking about that. Something that's exciting, like speaking at Stanford on a Saturday, you know, kind of gets me excited and worked up. Now, if it was... Now, if it was at Cal and Dr. Ketter and the crew came over, I'd even be more excited. <laughs> but uh, six-week program. NAMI Basics is a new signature education program for parents and other caregivers of children and adolescents living with mental illnesses. The NAMI Basics course is taught by trained teachers who are the, who are the parent or other caregivers of individuals who develop the symptoms of mental illness prior to the age of 13 years. NAMI Provider Education Program. I've heard, heard really good uh, things about this also. It's a really good program. As a matter of fact, we're fortunate enough with uh, NAMI Alameda County South over uh, based out of the Fremont area. It's a, it's a new affiliate. Um, we were able to go into John George Pavilion, which is the uh, county psychiatric unit, and uh, just this last June, and go in on the unit and uh, share our stories of what it's like to live with mental illness. Um, not the actual acute uh, unit. So uh, it was, uh, it's really amazing to be on, on, on the unit and sharing our stories. I know El Camino Hospital also uh, opened up their doors to uh, having us come in and, uh, and talk uh, and share our story and hopefully inspire those who are just uh, in trouble and not trouble but are symptomatic and going through that whole process. It was also a shot in the arm for the staff because um, as, as you could imagine, the staff usually only deals with people with mental illness when they're uh, symptomatic. So it was really encouraging for the staff to have us come in there and say, we're living in recovery, we're doing well, these are our coping skills, um, and um, share that with them. So the education program, it offers 30 hours of in-service training to line staff at public mental health agencies taught by a tra trained five-member team of family members, individuals living with mental illness, and a mental health provider who is either a family member or individual living with a mental illness. Um, and I believe, yeah, so you can get CE units off of that also. Um, really, I think it's one of the newer programs, but it's, uh, it's a really hi highly recommended program. Peer-to-peer, 10-week -peer, program. Peer-to-peer -peer is taught by a team uh, of two trained mentors and a volunteer support person who are personally experienced 
at living well with men mental illness. And I love that phrase, living well with mental illness. Uh, that's, what, that's what I get to say. I, I live well with mental illness. If I'm behind the bills, I'm living well, but I owe some money to somebody. So. <laughs> but living well with mental illness. Participants come away from the course with a binder in hand of materials, as well as many other tangible resources, an advanced directive, a relapse prevention plan to help identify telltale feelings, thoughts, behaviors, or events that may warn of impending relapse, and to organize for intervention, mindfulness exercises to help focus and calm thinking, and survival skills for working with providers and the general public. I think we heard a lot about that today. Uh, I believe Dr. Culver, um, talking about the CBT and the skills and how to apply them there. Um, and also um, Professor Johnson. Um, so you can see that's how important that is. And that's a peer-to-peer -peer program. So that's a, you know, a person diagnosed with a mental illness working with other people with uh, a diagnosed mental illness. So that whole awareness of, of where you're at. NAMI Connection, weekly 90-minute recovery support group for people living with mental illnesses where people learn from one another's experience, share coping strategies, and offer mutual encouragement and understanding. The groups provide an ongoing opportunity to discuss the challenges of living with mental illness and the techniques for maintaining wellness. All groups are facilitated by peers living in recovery. That was a huge part of my uh, recovery or getting back into stability was peer support groups. Um, at the time, it was a DBSA, Depression Bipolar Support Alliance, um, peer support group, so they met every Wednesday. There was times when I didn't talk to anybody for maybe a month on end, um, and I was isolated, but I would show up on Wednesday because these were people that understood me and understood what I was going through. And I remember the first time that I really accepted that I was hypomanic was in, within a support group. Because these were people that I've talked to every week and they understood what I was going through. Um, and so I was sitting there tapping my finger, my knee was moving up and down. I was talking about a new job that I started and working 12 hours and a new girlfriend I had and a new business I was going to start and, um, you know, and I was going to win the lottery and speak at Stanford and they're like, yeah, right. And so, so I remember a couple of the people say, Robert, calm down, you're hypomanic. I said, no, I'm not, I'm just going doing great stuff. And another person, no, Robert, you're hypomanic. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And they said, yes, you are. And so after about the third person, I had to stop for a moment. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, look at you. And sure enough, you know, my chair had moved from here to over here because I was bouncing around so much. But I think that was really the first moment where I really uh, embraced that uh, what hypomania was and how to recognize it in myself and, and kind of accept it from others and say, okay, you're seeing a different uh, point of view than I am. So um, NAMI Connections is a, a peer, peer support group. In our own voice, that's kind of my favorite. Uh, not because it's my voice, it's the name of the program, but uh, In Our Own Voice is a unique public education presentation that offers insight into the hope and recovery possible for people living with mental illness. Trained individuals living with mental illness lead a brief yet comprehensive and interactive presentation about mental illness. So I think earlier we were talking about saying someone is bipolar, you know, like bipolar people well, a friend of mine, Lisa Corbin in Tennessee, 
one time we were talking and she said, you know, I was at the doctor's because I had nail fungus. And I'm like, nail fungus? She said, yeah. And so I wasn't proud of it. But I was sitting in the doctor's office and I'm thinking, yeah, I got to tell him I'm bipolar. And then she's like, wait a minute, I wouldn't say I'm nail fungus. So why would I say I'm bipolar? So ever since then, she kind of taught me how to say, you know, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder or I have the diagnosis of bipolar disorder because I don't want to call myself nail fungus either. So. <laughs> so. Uh, in Our Own Voice, what a great program. So In Our Own Voice is a program where um, two people that have been diagnosed with a mental illness uh, go out and share their story. It's a one-hour program um, that is um, promoted by NAMI. It's one of their signature programs. It's outreach, education, and also anti-stigma to break down the stigma. Because we know um, through research that a good way to break down stigma long-term is positive personal contact, and I emphasize that positive personal contact. So it's really structured into five sections, dark days, um, acceptance, coping skills, success, hopes, and, oh, I'm sorry, no, treatment. Acceptance, treatment, coping skills, success, hopes, and dreams. Um, and that was the first time I really got to tell my story, and it was structured in five sections along with a video. Um, well, the video's not up there, but the, a video that, um, we help share a story and, and walk it through those days. For a lot of people, it's first time they've ever had anybody actually tell their story about living with a severe mental illness. And it's interactive, so after each section, they get to ask questions, and whether it's uh, people dealing with uh, a diagnosis, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a professional, um, but they get to ask questions, and you know, I'm pretty open book, so. And I think at that moment, I remember my success was, um, you know, because I had lost everything, and uh, so it was really tough, and I was struggling. But the biggest success was making my bed. I mean, I had a bed, and there was a point where I said, you know what, if I can make my bed this morning, the rest will be okay. So I got up, made my bed, you know, and here it is, eight years later, I've been able to travel across the nation and do these internal voice programs. Um, I've been a research assistant over at uh, Cal Berkeley with a program over there, uh, specifically looking at stigma mental illness. Um, working with a professor over there, Stephen Hinshaw. Um, and still, to this day, including this morning, even though I was running late, I make my bed every morning, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but now I got like seven pillows, and I got little, <laughs> what are they, shams or ruffles or whatever, but, you know? And every night I gotta take those pillows off. But it really reminds me of, of when I first, um, you know, finally got into stability that making the bed every morning was so vital and important to me that it reminds me every day that, you know, I still do have a diagnosis, but I do get to live um, well with a diagnosis. So, um, conclusion, actually, let me do this real quick. Affiliations. So, within the mental health community, I'm a very lucky person, so I get to work with different organizations. One of them is called Let's, Let's.org. Um, and what we're doing is we're going into high schools and we're setting the template for high school clubs, kind of after school clubs, whether it's fishing club, chess club, math, why would you have a math club? But math club. <laughs> and uh, so what the kids do is specifically look at ways to erase the stigma of mental illness. What we're finding is the kids are embracing it as kind of their cause of this this decade or this time to support others and you know we do anti-bullying stuff and talk about self-harm and eating disorders um, so it's a really good organization and uh, they've done a really good job uh, 
NAMI ACS, I'm a new board member, uh, to a no, new affiliate uh, in Fremont, based out of Fremont, and we're reaching out into the Alameda County area. If you look at it, it says NAMI ACS. I don't know, that was uh, N-A-M-I-A-C-S. So. Um, so I'm a board member currently for them. Adversity to Advocacy, um, I am an Alliance member and also a board member. Um, what we're doing is we're showcasing stories of inspiration. Uh, it's, it's pretty much web-based. Um, but we're show, showcasing stories uh, of people that either have dealt with, the founder dealt with OCD, my felt, myself, bipolar disorder, um, and then we're gonna branch out. But to inspire others in that moment, I know when I first got diagnosed, first place I went to was the internet. Um, and this is a, a format, a media format, where people can go and see stories of people like um, our other speaker we had a little bit earlier that had dealt with a, a mental illness and yet have overcame and now we're moving on and we're doing advocacy work. Um, and we also want to showcase the people that are doing advocacy work and say uh, that you know, by helping others, by doing this, keeps me healthy. You know? So by helping others, it helps ourselves. Uh, go back. In conclusion, um, so NAMI supports uh, families dealing with mood disorders through those different programs, uh, people dealing with mood disorders. And another thing that's happening um, in the last, I don't know, a few years for a while, what we're doing is we're finding out ways to give uh, or let uh, consumers, clients, um, make some money through stipends, through programs, through peer-to-peer, um, and really uh, trying to get um, people like myself back engaged into the community and get that self-esteem up and that self-worth. So. Um, and also professionals uh, working with individuals with mood disorders. Or maybe they have mood disorders, I don't know. But uh, so professionals working uh, amongst the, uh, the community. So uh, we also advocate for more research. So that is my presentation, unless there's questions. For more, please visit us at stanford.edu.